Happy Hemp CBD gummies are a great way to get your daily dose of CBD in both a convenient and a discreet manner. They're available in peach rings, gummy cherries, sour gummy bears, rainbow ribbons. They've got all the flavors that you would ever want. They've even got sugar-free and vegetarian options for you. It's a great product. Get Happy Hemp is the product. Make sure you shop them today. Just go to the link in the scroll on the bottom, and you can uh, save yourself a little bit of money and get the CBD gummies that you need and deserve. Get them today. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And joining me today from the mighty Amorphous, they have a brand new release called Halo, which is out on February 11th. And uh, the guitarist of the band is a returning guest. It is Mr. Asa Halapainen. Asa, how are you? Hey, Chris, doing good, thank you. Good. Promoting good. promoting Halo now, so it's uh, it's uh, it's the fun part, you know. To piece sure. Of information. <laughs> Sure, absolutely. No. Well, you were you joined us last uh, last I guess May I think it was when you were uh, promoting Silver Lake, a very different record. But yeah, you're back. But you're back now with Halo, which is right in the pocket for anybody that's an Amorphous fan. What a terrific record, man! Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we we had a great time, great time doing this album, and and uh, I have to say for. For our surprise as well, it turned out uh, slightly heavier than we originally thought. Sure. Yeah, well, and and you know the interesting thing, Asa, is given given the craziness of the pandemic, um, you know, it it had to be difficult to to put together a record like this, just because I'm imagining it was very different than than previous releases. It's not like you could just get everybody together and and write and record and whatnot. You, I'm I'm assuming you did it all digitally share this mp3 with this guy and this you know and then take it back and then add this piece and whatnot so talk a little bit about how how recording a record in the pandemic changed the way amorphous worked well it, it had its own challenges i i have to say and and i think um the biggest effect was probably that it took much more longer than we we expected you know our producer Jens, he is living in Sweden. Uh, we are living here in, in in Finland, and and in normal life, traveling in between, it's it's you know it's pretty easy. Okay. And uh, usually we record everything in Jens' studio because he's uh, he's super demanding producer, and and you know he he wants us to be there and and record there, drum space, everything, and and. Uh, and that that's the way how he works. And now that we had these COVID restrictions, we couldn't travel. Right. We, you know, we we decided that we start the recordings here in 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 Finland, and we started with drum, bass, and rhythm guitars. And Jens was was producing remotely from from his studio, 
and it actually worked pretty fine. We we had a um, we started to record the stuff in Sonic Pump Studios, which is the it's the same studio where I did my own solo album and okay. and uh, Nino, who produced my solo album, was was recording assistant there. So so it was very very in the way way um easy choice for us to you know to record here but i know that it 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 wasn't exactly what jens wanted but you know he he was happy let's say that (laughs) he he was happy with the takes what we did and you know then then we took a couple months off i was able to travel to sweden um and i think it was may and uh, I was able to record my guitars in his studio. Okay. So it was a little bit traveling whenever we could in between. And yeah, at the end of the day, we, we managed to record and everything. But it took around half a year, I think, wow. to come up with everything. Yeah, yeah. Super sure. long process. Usually, usually we do this kind of production in it takes maximum two months but it's uh thanks to covid it took much more longer time but i sure. think it, it got its benefits as well you know we we could really or jens yes had time to to focus with uh, additional um arrangements choir string arrangements so so um i i guess it, it also got its benefits Certainly, man. And then now you mentioned earlier, Asa, about about um, the record being heavier, and I definitely agree. It's it's one of the heaviest records you guys have done in a in a really long time, you know. Mm. From as an outsider looking in, but at the same time, you have a lot of really deeper progressive parts going on, like almost Opeth like in some areas. For mm. for for you as like the main music writer. How do you challenge yourself musically to keep the amorphous sound but continually add these new new features or these little twists to to keep the band growing? Well, that that is uh, that is a mystery for for me as well. <laughs> but um, I have to say, and I have to give credits to Jens again because okay. he he is a great guy to really pick the nuances. And little details there and there. Uh, for sure, with Halo, we have songs that goes from uh, different time measures, you know. Mm-hmm. And as as uh, musicians, we always want to challenge ourselves as well. And I guess that's one of the great things about Amorphis that that all the guys are really really open minded for the music, and and we can try new things. And and you know, everybody wants to go a little bit further. As well as musicians and and not any major changes, but some you know some nice little tricks we want to add to our music, you know, just to surprise people and surprise us as well. But yeah, I have to say there is there is uh, songs like Windmain, um, even the Moon, the first single song. There is some slightly more progressive touch, perhaps in in the air there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely is. Um, for for you, you obviously put out Silver Lake um, last year, um, and that covered a ton of ground all by itself. You know, it was it was a different record, and and which it should be because it's obviously not amorphous. Mm. But but 
was any of the music that ended up becoming Halo, was any of that written at the time that you were doing the Silver Lake project, or, or is this all fresh after Silver Lake? This is all, every, everything what I wrote, I wrote um, after I, I was done with Silver Lake. Okay. But um, it was a great thing. I was I was super motivated at that time. You know, I sort of kept my own personal wheels rolling all the time. I, you know, I was I was working with the Silver Lake, which also took quite a lot of time. But I was able to jump immediately after I finished that one. I was able to jump immediately to to Halo session and started to to work with uh, with the amorphous songs and and all that was was you know it was very natural move to me you know I just continued making making new music and and it was very inspiring uh, the whole thing what I did with uh, with Silver Lake was was really really inspiring for me and and it was absolutely a great feeling to start to to write new music for Amorphis as well and I didn't suffer any any <laughs> sort of writing block you know sure whatsoever so um so yeah fresh sure. music fresh definitely music. <laughs> now 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 Asa um for you I know you write all the music for the band but how much and and I really just don't know the answer to this how much of the lyrical content if any do you do you contribute do you write any of the lyrics or do you kind of maybe even guide how the lyrics are are gonna be crafted or or are you just out of that process um we have lyricist who is um his name is Pekka Kainulainen and he's been writing lyrics for Amorphis from I think 2007 and I have to correct that absolutely I'm not writing all the music there's okay. other guys writing music for and, and and also wrote a lot of stuff for Halo as well. Um, but yeah, Pekka, he's he's writing the lyrical themes and, and the lyrics. And the funny thing is that while we are working with the music, um, Pekka is working with his lyrics and we don't pretty much know at okay. all what the opposite is doing. So we, we don't know what he's writing about, what kind of lyrics he's coming up with. But we have a great trust in between. And he doesn't know what, you know, <laughs> what the music <laughs> is like. But, you know, th there is a great bond. And, and um, our vocalist, Tommy, is usually working pretty closely with our lyrics, lyricists and, and uh, working with the vocal arrangements. So it's been like that, you know, sure. from 2007. It and it seems to work nice. Sure. Does it leave you surprised when you when you hear the lyrics and mo and more to the point when you see the lyrical ideas that are kind of put on top of the music that you you and the band have created? Well, it always amazes me how well um, the lyrics and the music work work together. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, Tommy is a great guy to to pick up the right lyrics and and arrange the. The right lyrics to our music so um as, as long as it's, it works you know this well it's it's uh why not but i but it, it it's it's really weird way to work i know that for sure <laughs> <laughs> everyone says you know i remember we did one album called circle 2015 we did mm -hmm. it with a peter tektra uh right. guy 
from from pain and hypocrisy and, and you know right. he's a workaholic and producer great dude but the album we did together you know he was like you know how the fuck can you guys you know work like this you know this is not the way to, this is not the way to write write lyrics you know <laughs> that's funny <laughs> very he, good he grew even bigger eye bags <laughs> that's funny yeah. <laughs> well well ace obviously man the first single that you've shared with everybody is the moon as you mentioned and to me it's the most catchy song on halo i i think it's a it's a great choice off the record to be the first one to to highlight the record uh tell me a little bit about this song and why you guys chose this as the single um choosing singles for you know from from halo was really hard usually when when we finish for example with queen of time you know we already knew there's a couple songs which are going to be more catchier and those are probably going to be the single songs and video songs but with the halo you know there really wasn't that obvious choices except for the moon probably um so you know we we let our record label to decide what which songs they want to represent for the audience so mm-hmm. um yeah it's lab- labels fault <laughs> <laughs> but but i'm happy because it, it is it is catchy song and and you know it really represents well well about this 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 um this album sure no it definitely does now obviously you're going to have a chance to uh, play this this that song and uh, plenty of amorphous uh, songs uh, in I believe April when you come to the U.S. Um, I guess the first question is how confident are you that the shows are actually going to happen? Um, I try to be optimistic, uh, <laughs> which is difficult at these times, but. <laughs> Sure. But I've, I've seen tours happen in states. It, you know, I'm I'm more convinced to do a tour in North America at the moment than, for example, in Europe, because it's it's really confusing in Europe at the moment. Each country has their own restrictions and rules, and and it's it's really really tricky what comes to traveling and sure. even arrange even arrange shows. For example, here in Finland. Um, you're not to organize any shows at the moment. I think it probably oh. takes one month or two months. All, all the venues are closed at the moment, so it's it's hard. So I, I try to be optimistic. We are working now with uh, to getting our working visas and everything. So you know, uh, we wheels are rolling. We are on the way. <laughs> sure. I, this is this is probably a weird question, but we're in weird times, so it leads to weird questions. I don't think it'll be hard to get to the U.S., but after touring, do you worry that you might not be able to get back back home when you're done with the tour, just because of all the crazy restrictions and you know? No, I, I don't think that would happen. It's um, you always get back home. I think that's the. That's your right as a as a, as a, as a citizen of Finland to to okay. get home wherever wherever you are. At least you should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think I'm mostly worried, you know, because we have uh, we go to Canada as well. We have to cross the border a couple of times. Sure. So if you know if if there someone catches 
the coronavirus, and then you know, then that's mm-hmm. it. You know, you don't you right. don't enter enter the country, or, or I don't know what will happen. Most likely, we will end having super expensive holiday somewhere <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. You always wanted to have that vacation in Idaho, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, 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 Asa. At, at this point, with over a hundred songs released by Amorphous, um, getting getting a set list together has to be difficult. Um, how do you go about making the choices? Do, is there one or two of you that make the choices of what songs you're going to perform, or do you guys all get together as a band and kind of hash out the set list? How do you how do you make that choice? Uh, it's pretty horrible. Like it's it's something like that. Uh, everyone are shouting their favorite songs, and <laughs> right. But no, we we're still realistic. You know, we we try to cover pretty much. Pretty much everything what we've done, which is already a hard task, but, but we, you know, we want to play early stuff as well, as well as of course represents music from from Halo. Um, I would say majority of the songs are probably from last couple albums. Okay. Um, but still, you know, there is stuff from Tales from a Thousand Lakes, Elegy, and all that era as well. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though because the band was such a different animal at the very beginning than it than it is now. You know, some of those songs almost don't fit. Is it is that fair to say? It is. It is. But the great thing is that that uh, what we we realized when you when you play shows and you know you have songs that are made in in you know ninety three or ninety two and you have songs that are made in 2021 <laughs> right it, it's still you know in the way it still matches there um on the live si- life situation is so different you know you can um the the production comes as one and it, it's actually it's not that odd idea to that you play like super old stuff and you play the new stuff right certainly now, now, Asa, you know, what? one of the things I've always thought about your band and about a lot of bands, really, about a lot of bands from Europe that are more artistic, like I, I look at Amorphous as a much more artistic band than, you know, I don't know, ACDC or something, you know, not, not, not slamming them. I'm just saying you guys are you guys are way more involved in the songwriting and you're way deeper. And it never, for whatever reason, here in America, Americans almost never gravitate to the more artistic and creative bands. And and it, it's always, to me, I, I mean, I see the European festivals and I see when, when bands like Amorphous hit the stage at Vakken and there's 100,000 people all singing every word and getting it. Mm. Is it. Do you think that the trendiness here in America has stopped bands like yours from finding the bigger success just because the American fans don't, aren't i don't i don't want to say as loyal but aren't as aren't as committed to experimental music like you, like mm. you guys create that's a good question that's a really good question and uh, i wish you know to have an answer for that um, <laughs> but for sure you know there is there is sort of uh, cultural differences in between the american bands and the european bands mm-hmm. um but I don't know why is that. Um, for sure, you know, I, I love like, well, 
these are not small bands, but like Tool and Mastodon, I think, you know, Baroness, they, they still have the nice artistic touch in the music. And it's, sure. you know, it's, it's not that, you know, Slipknot thing was like super popular, but, um, uh-huh. but um, I don't know. I don't have answer for that. I I wish, you know, the the American audience would explore a little bit more for 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 European bands, but it's uh, I think that, <laughs> that's something what has happened like, you know, years and decades, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's always a always a challenge for European bands to 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 explore and and and, and make it in in states. But still, you know, I'm I'm really happy that um, that we we have you know enough background there, so sure. we are ab- able to to tour and do shows there, even though they are not on the same level than, than in Europe. But you know, as long as we can we can keep the wheels rolling and, and do tours in 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 states, it's it's great. Sure. Well, I I will tell you as an American citizen that it is that I'm very jealous when I see the Sweden rock or or Vakken or whatever and just see the massive amounts of people that get that get it because there's so much great music and you know it kind of gets lost here. It's it's really weird how it is like that. It is. It is. Um, probably also lack of promotion, I guess. Um, yeah. Everything yeah. affects. Everything affects. You know, uh, to be able to to get your name heard somewhere. You know? But it, but the funny fact is, you know, every time you go to states, the first time you went to some truck stop to buy some food or whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's someone asking, you know, you guys from a band? Then you say, yeah, we're from a band. And they ask, you know, which band? Uh, Amorphis. They, you can see from their face that they don't have. No, no clue what the <laughs> band is, but they every time they tell you, yeah, yeah, I think I heard you guys on radio or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> That's why you just need to start saying, yeah, we're we're dream theater because yeah. they know dream theater. <laughs> okay. Metallica, Metallica, they know. Yeah, that's it. You guys are Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just found a couple more chords. (laughs) Pretty much the same (laughs) path. Exactly. (laughs) Well, well, Asa, obviously, man, there's new music from Amorphous. It comes out February 11th. It's called Halo. I'm going to give it my endorsement. I think it is spectacular. It's one of... To me, it's one of the best that you guys have ever done. I, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. It's it's something that I, I don't think, and, and correct me if, if if you think this isn't correct, but I don't think people can get this record on a single listen either. I think it really, it takes yeah. several listens because there's a lot going on, you know, with, with uh, especially in the instrumentation. Yeah, it is. It is. Even for us as well, when we heard the first mixes, you, you definitely need a couple spins before it starts to open, so... Certainly. Well, one more time. It is called Halo. The band is Amorphous. And Asa, thanks so much for joining me on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you, Chris. Really nice talking. Nice interview.